Welcome to episode 101 of Westbros. Westbros 101. This is your crash course of Westbros. Westbros 101. That's not much of a Jake, I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed tomorrow. Well, have fun with that. Um, Miserable when I did. They didn't even put me under any anesthetic or anything. They were just like, sit in this chair, we're yanking them out. And then they yanked them out. But I hate talking about Dentistry McLean because it's the worst thing ever. So we're really kicking off the second hundred episodes of Westboro's on a bad note. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, this... This second hundred is a lot worse than the first hundred. What what are you what are you drinking there, Jake? It looks very refreshing and cold. You see, McLean. Oh, is that the new is that the new Zero Sugar Sprite Cranberry? In my dreams, it is, McLean, because that was my goal initially was to seek out Sprite Zero Sugar Winter Spice Cranberry. Because I hear there's Zero Sugar is an option this year, and that's amazing. However, it is not in the stores yet. Uh, and when it will be, I assume it will be very hard to find, and I'll have to fight people to get the last remaining bottle, because that's how it was last year. Sprite Winter Spice when I can't I can't speak. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry is a national treasure, and I need I need I need to inject it straight into my veins this holiday season. Um, so I I feel really bad about introducing Jake to the Sprite Cranberry Zero Sugar and starting him down this. This obsessive, I was looking through our group chat, McLean. I was looking through our group chat because I was trying to figure out when Sprite, Sprite Cranberry was available last time. And so I was looking up mentions of it in the group chat. And you called it bad two years ago. You called it bad. Did I say bad or did I say it was okay? I feel like you didn't like it. I'd have to go back and look. However, I was attempting to make my own. I don't feel like I said it was bad. I, I know. Wait. Here's the thing, McLean. This is about the time of year. I'm always... I am I am a man who is permanently slightly disaligned with time. Whatever holiday's coming up, I'm already thinking past it. When it's summer, I want it to be fall. When it's almost Halloween, I'm thinking Thanksgiving. And, and it's like mid-October. This is perfect time for me to think of Thanksgiving. So I'm, you know, bouncing ahead. Thanksgiving, I associate it with Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry. Even though it's a Christmas thing, which... Cranberry is a Thanksgiving thing. Like, get out of here with that. Miss me with that nonsense. So I was attempting to make it myself. So what I did was, I bought some Ocean Spray. Well, I bought some regular Sprite Zero. Uh, Lemon Lime Zero. And some Ocean Spray Diet 5, which you'd recommended to me. And it turned out... I mean, you you had called it bad. Now, I don't think it's bad. It doesn't taste bad. Actually, the problem is... You're throwing a lot of accusations at me right now. You said the words, man. The, those words came out of your mouth. I'm gonna. That's how you get canceled on Twitter by saying things in public, and then people, people archive. I feel like them. John Gruden right now. Oh, John, John Gruden. Called dang cancel culture, man. So, I get myself some Diet <laughs> Five. Me out of the league, man. I get myself some Sprite. I put them together. So Diet Five, the Diet Cranberry juice, like it just kind of. And maybe it's maybe my COVID loss of taste is still lingering a bit, but it just tastes. Not like vaguely sweet water. It's, it doesn't have that sour cranberry huh. taste that I was searching for. So like, like, are you are you sure it's not just like you said because you lost your taste? You don't even taste anything. You just taste like a vague sweetness. It's odd. I mean, it's odd to me that I would lose taste of cranberry, but uh. Jake, you were in Massachusetts last week. You should have gone directly into the. Uh, you should have gone directly to the source. Mm. There was a, cranberry um, land well, up there, man. Well, they lived in Brickens up, 
up the road a pace about an hour up abandoned, they had cranberry bogs that Ocean Spray uh, ran. I remember that. I remember seeing the cranberry bogs. Anyway, so. I feel like they filmed the Dirty Jobs episode there, but I might be wrong. No, maybe. So, having combined the cranberry juice and the spray and deciding that it just sort of was lackluster, didn't really taste, it didn't really taste like cranberry to me. I added some cranberry vodka, and that's what I'm drinking now. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, so this could be a rough start to the second 100 episodes of West Bros. If if nope, uh, this is actually. I drank one a a little bit ago to try it, and then you called me, and I thought it'd be funny to make it. There's some. There's a fly. Get over here. I thought it'd be funny to make it while we were on air. And uh, now I'm fearing. Would you like to hear something absolutely? I might be inebriated by the end of this episode of West Bros. I might be just totally under the table. I'm sure you will. Yes. Get you under the table real quick. Uh, Book whiskey. Jake, would you like to hear something absolutely insane that I just read out of the corner of my eye would love to. while looking up Sprite Zero Sh- Sugar Cranberry? Hit me. This is on the official Coca-Cola Company website. Sprite brings extra spice to the holiday season mm-hmm. with limited edition flavors. Following you. Agreement read from October 4th, 2021. Um, yada, yada, yada. Sprite is kicking off the holidays with joy, laughter, and a little extra spice by bringing back its beloved seasonal flavor plus a new zero sugar option. No, that's really important. But... It says Sprite's new holiday first Sprite's first new holiday campaign in five years will promote the limited edition offerings across social and digital media, out of home and retail channels, with a focus on celebrating the season with loved ones, in person or in spirit, after a challenging eighteen months. Okay. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure I read this article and I know where this is going. But continue. (laughs) In November 2021, the Sprite Holiday Special TV spot will infuse black joy and cultural nuance into the traditional holiday variety show. Black joy. Everyone shows love and joy during the holidays, but no one as uniquely as young black people whose humor and vernacular spread cheer with a little extra spice and uplift. Just like Sprite Winter Sprite Cranberry. Here's the thing, McLean. AP Cheney, director of creative Sprite. I thought that was ridiculous when I read it too, okay? Uh, but then looking more into Sprite, Sprite is a very... Black people love Sprite. I don't know why. It's just, it's like, it's it's a thing. Black people love Sprite. Winter Spice Cranberry, <laughs> or Sprite Cranberry in general, it's, it's huge among... It's, it's a black people thing. I don't know why. It's just guess, their thing. I guess that's the thing, but this is our cre- our creative leans into expressions of black joy, which are always a little extra, but never too much. It celebrates the spirit of connection. That's the most racist thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, those black people and their black me, joy. It reminds me of a screenshot. It reminds me of a screenshot. I think it was r slash cringe pics or something. That was that was it was a comment on a magician's like street magician's video and it was i love black people they're so expressive (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Mm, black joy uh, just something about hearing white rich executives for the coke company talking about how expressive black people are (laughs) the characteristics of those black people 
Now, I'd really like to see Cinnamon Coke get a uh, get a zero sugar. I was never a shot. fan of Cinnamon Coke, guy. Gonna say, no, no. Hmm. Well, then, okay. Now that we've discussed uh, what's new in drinkage, what's new in the cranberry vodka. Actually, actually, I'm not. I'm not ready to move on from drinkage. Well, all right. I'll let you continue. Then. I did just pay an exorbitant amount to get five. It was either five or six cases, six packs of sugar-free iron brew sent to my home from Britain because they do not sell it in America, or if they do, I have not been able to find it anywhere. I paid too much for this, but it, it is a pretty good Urn server. brew? And it is, uh, you a fan of the urn brew? Urn brew. I've gotten the urn brew. It is spelled I-R-N-B-R-U. Made in Scotland from girders. Um, actually, the, the funny fact is the story of iron brew goes that in the late 1800s, early 1900s, steel workers would drink too much beer while building, constructing buildings, and they would fall off and die. Gotcha. Much like Jake with his vodka cranberry. cranberry vodka. So instead, they made a instead they made this soda called Iron Brew, which has kind of like a metallic-y flavor, but also kind of tastes like an orange soda. And then uh, everyone else wanted to make their own versions of Iron Brew, the flavor Iron Brew. So the bar company copyright irnbru so they had the only real iron brew also there's a, like some some ingredient in here is banned in the united states i think it's one of the food colorings so if the fda says it's not good for me i say it's probably a super oh food. yeah do the exact opposite of what the fda tells you to you will leave a long happy life so iron brew pretty tasty we turn now mclean to literature and that's the subject of the day i uh picked up this mm. little the We're slim, getting high class here on West Bros. No more of the fooling around. The Slim Pocket Edition in the thrift store yesterday. The Beanie Baby Handbook. Mm. Okay, so you said literature. I said we're getting high class on West Bros. No more fooling around. And then you reveal that the book you were talking about was the Beanie Baby Handbook, which you're showing me right now. <laughs> you're... Yeah, I see Gobbles the turkey on there. Oh yes, you do. Well, he's sitting alongside alongside Lucky the Green Bear. I think that's his name, and and some kind of dog thing. This is the 1998 edition, so it doesn't have every Beanie Baby that you may be familiar with. Uh, this is written by Les and Sue Fox, who apparently, judging by the amount, I have I've been in a couple of stores the last day or two, and every single one of them has at least two copies of this book, different versions of this book. They put one out every year. They're Beanie Baby handbook. Can't say that I've uh, paid much attention to my local thrift store's editions of the Beanie Baby Handbook, but I'll make sure to I'll make sure to take a look the next time I'm in. I'll ask I'll ask the people behind the counter, is it in? Is it in? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, who would give that away? Um, this this particular version, this pocket edition, was put out by Scholastic, which is odd to me. They're marketing it towards kids, which is weird because kids weren't the ones buying Beanie Babies, so that's odd. But. Very true. Maybe this is like um, this is more like a Pokemon handbook type of thing instead of like a um. I think you're thinking of like the Wall Street Journal for Beanie Babies. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. It has a listing you know, for every Beanie all the, Baby. All the adults, okay. the stock prices. It has for Beanie Babies. It has a listing for every Beanie Baby. It has a total number of Beanie Babies. The estimated that they're going to survive in 2008. Uh, the issue price, the 1998 value, estimated values for the year 2008. And then, and then it says whether it's recommended or highly recommended. Uh, those are apparently the only two well, options. Now hold on. 
There's no, you won't flip to one that says, do not get this one. So I, they're either recommended or highly recommended. And then they have BD Hunter tips. Your life will be ruined. Yeah. Your life will be ruined if you get Chuckles the Hyena. No. Um, but anyway, back to what I was... Now, now, hold on, Jake. To be an adult collecting Beanie Babies, you would have to have the mentality of a child. So maybe they're just, maybe they've just nailed down their target demographic. Perhaps. So... The people who wrote this book, Lesson Sue Fox, they wrote every version of the Beanie Baby Handbook. They're apparently they're the first couple of Beanie Babies, McLean. <laughs> Even more than Peggy Gallagher, whatever well, her name was. You'll be happy to know, McLean, that Pe- Peggy Gallagher is specifically thanked in the acknowledgments. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I, I notice. I notice that's the um, Scholastic Pocket Edition. You know, for when you're on the go, you gotta, oh, yes. you gotta whip that bad boy The out. reason why I bought the Scholastic reference. Pocket Edition was because I didn't want people to see me carrying the Beanie Baby handbook out of the building. <laughs> True story. It's too bad the uh, St. Vinny's doesn't have a uh, self-checkout. Yeah, that, oh man, my life would be so much easier if St. Vinny's had a self-checkout. So here's the thing I don't understand. You wouldn't have to buy an Imperial Affliction and face the person behind the counter. It appears less than Sue Fox, who I imagine are like a couple in their 80s or something. I don't know. They're like some hippie community college couple. They've come up with their own little character. Um, his name is Kid Beanie. He's on a few of the pages. Uh, oh, that is that is a terrifying It's image. a poorly drawn jelly bean with a face. And he just kind of... A couple quick questions spring to mind. Um, perhaps the most prominent of them is why, oh God, why, please, <laughs> Make why? <it> stop. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there's, there's, a, there's like little uh, in the front and back of the boat. Oh, I'm not going to get an answer to that question. Okay. There's these little games. But uh, we get to the interesting thing on page nine. A personal message from the author. The interesting thing. <laughs> As if the entire book was an interesting The whole enough. thing is fascinating. A message from the authors. When Sue and I got married in 1968, so we are old, September 2nd marks our 30th anniversary, I made her a promise. We may never be rich, I told her, but our life will be filled with surprises. (laughs) 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 That promise. I'm just imagining these two, this young couple gets married, and then 30 years later they see... They see their house filled with Beanie Babies and they've devoted their entire lives. They're proofreading the 80th edition of the Beanie and, Baby Handbook. And, and Les Fox just looks over to his wife and he said, I told you life would be full of surprises. That promise has definitely been kept. And among all the many surprises in our life, none has been more unbelievable than the Beanie Baby Handbook. Over, I couldn't agree more. Over 1 million copies of last year's handbook were sold in more than 10,000 stores across the country. In October 97, our cute little 128... No, okay. That I find hard to believe. Our cute little 128-page collector's guide actually hit number 8 on the New York Times bestseller list. It's a sad statement in our society. Jake, you'll be sad to know, on that note, that, um... These editions of the Beanie Baby Handbook are selling for five bucks each on eBay. I got mine for not quite d- as valuable as the Beanie Babies themselves. This sold for three fifty huh. originally. Wow, people are really gouging them on on eBay. One outdated handbook that'll tell me nineteen ninety eight prices. To be honest, I need the most updated version. McLean, to be honest, I always expected to write a bestseller. 
However, I was convinced it would be a uh, novel. In 1995... <laughs> I have to collect myself. This is a very serious matter. Oh, this... Okay, yeah. In 1995, Sue and I collaborated on the fictitious story of The Secret Son of Elvis. <laughs> no one would publish it, so we did. The novel was titled... Alright, McLean. I will give you... All of the money in my bank account, if you can tell me what they called this book. Okay. Now, do it. <laughs> Go, read it, read, say it again, say it again, what was it? It's the, it's about the secret son of Elvis, and no one published it, so they did, and, and um, you gotta guess what they named it. Not Candy Bars for the King. That would be great. The, um... Maybe something not too wild or out there, but like maybe the Prince of, of Rock and Roll. Return to Cinder. I think it's a pun. I don't know. Uh, all of our friends, I don't... all of our friends thought it was great. We printed five thousand copies, sold two hundred, and lost sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> what an embarrassment when we threw an Elvis birthday party on January eighth, nineteen ninety-six, at a Borders superstore in Fort Lauderdale. Hundreds of Elvis fans showed up for free cake and an Elvis impersonator. Not one party goer brought bought our book. We were crushed. What am I? <laughs> am I supposed to feel bad? What's going I on? I have no idea, McLean. This is uh, this is a peek into the madness of a crazy old guy. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. After all. John Grissom's first novel wasn't a big success either, it sold only 7,000 copies. Determined to take America by storm, Sue and I penned a 500-page presidential assassination thriller. Oh? <laughs> the movie version would- Less is shooting for the stars, man. <laughs> the movie version would star Liam Neeson as a Secret Service agent and Michelle Pfeiffer as a political activist. With some persistence, what? we landed a literary agent who loved the book. Unfortunately, a dozen top publishers didn't. The manuscript is in our garage, six months down the tubes. That was one surprise we could have lived without. Do you remember a couple weeks ago when we were reading from the American Astrology magazine and you got you got to the point when you were talking about, uh, what was this, what, what's his name? The duck character? Quackers. Um... Quackers, how could I forget? You were talking about Quackers. Yes. And we we're, were uh, hearing Quackers astrology reading. And I pointed out that I think it would be at that point where someone reading the American Astrology Magazine would have a great moment of self-awareness. I think hearing about Les Fox's political thrillers and um, <laughs> novels about Elvis's, secret Elvis's son. illegitimate <laughs> son, I feel like that's the that's the time. You know, right in the introduction, the first pages of the book, when someone would have a great moment of self-awareness about having purchased the Beanie Baby Handbook. Our next novel was the bizarre tale of a <laughs> Connecticut housewife who cracks up when her husband runs off with the kids. What an incredible story! Mother decides to save the American family, but in her demented state, justifies murder! So we... I, can we jump into the beanies? McLean, I, I don't think you're as fascinated by this, uh, <laughs> this uh, literary canon as I am. Rave reviews from our friends. Mm-hmm. I don't quite believe you. Our agent <laughs> yeah, yeah. hated it so much it... he dropped us as clients. 
another six months. Are you really friends if you're letting month. him get if you keep letting him get away with this stuff? Only four more years of writing novels, I promised Sue. If we don't make it by the millennium, I'm giving up. This feels like <sighs> this 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 sounds like one of the fake authors that Mike and Connor would interview on 372 pages. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Sue and I. This is this. Okay. I'm starting to suspect they're making all of this up just to have a funny introduction, but I fear that it's all completely 100% accurate. We launched into our next- I mean, when you're talking about a married couple that wrote the Beanie Baby Handbook, it's impossible to say either way. Sorry. Our next book, the saga of a wealthy Irish-American family of professional gamblers who make a crazy deal with Bill Gates. We drafted the outline, named the main characters, and began casting the movie. We also drafted a hilarious screenplay titled No Brainer, starring Woody Allen and Arnold Schwarzenegger, a gory werewolf story, and an illustrated children's storybook called The Emperor of Ice Cream, which we hope to publish this spring. New Theory New theory. The Beanie Baby Handbook is not less than Sue Fox's passion project. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> you know how, um, you know how, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but in the movie business, in the industry, you're always supposed to have three projects. Yeah, three for them, three, one, one you for you. Prepared, yeah. Two for them, one for you. One, one just off the top of your head, and then one that you, they got in your back pocket, your passion project that you would work yeah. on. I think... I think the Beanie Baby Handbook was less than Sue Fox's way to cash in. They saw the trend, and they were going to use this to springboard into their novel career and write about Elvis's illegitimate son uh, and housewives in Connecticut's cracking up. Fortunately, the way he's the way this introduction is worded, I'm just a little concerned. Fortunately, something stopped us maybe, before we filled the gift. Maybe they aren't as dedicated to Beanie Babies as I thought they might be. That something was Beanie Babies. In between writing, oh. Sue and I are actually devoted parents to our wonderful seven-year-old daughter, Jamie. Jamie's a writer too. She wrote a great song called. The Sue must pause and say that the title of Jamie's song uh, points to maybe a bit of difficulty in this couple's life. Bit of a bit of a rough path she went through. Her song was called "Mom and Dad Stay Together." Sounds like something, uh, something a Pinky the Flamingo might have written. Pinky, <laughs> no. So, in addition to roller skating on Saturdays, gymnastics on Tuesdays, drama I, class on Wednesdays, I, brownies Sunday school, and a dozen playdates, Sue and I got involved with Jamie's first real hobby, collecting Beanie Babies. Coincidentally, her first Beanie was Allie, who shares a March 14th birthday with her daddy. Okay, so their daughter. That's how he kind of had to backtrack and talk about how great how great parents they are. Their daughter had a couple of Beanie Babies. They looked at it, they, they looked at that beanie baby and said, that's a nice hobby. Okay, we're going to become obsessed with this now. <laughs> I'm going to take I'm that. Still, I'm still looking my idea of this is their opportunity to cash in. Uh, well, it was not an easy decision. This is, this is the, getting their foot in the door to the novel publishing. It was not an easy decision to go ahead with the beanie baby handbook. Once again, the big publishers turned us down. Later, we sold Scholastic the rights to a back-to-school pocket edition. There was no time to waste! Instead of six months, we had only three weeks to complete our Beanie Baby collection, photograph it, and write a book that would beat the competition. And dare we risk another chunk of Jamie's college fund on a risky proposition? Yes, we dared. 
Welcome to the 1998 edition of the Beanie Baby Handbook. It's a family affair. I feel like there's a little, there's just a little too much personal detail in there. When, for a book about Beanie Babies. <laughs> I know. I feel like the Beanie Baby Handbook should not have a name or face associated with it. Is that is that it for the introduction? Hey, that's it for the introduction. Um, here's a little page. Now, Jake, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Before you get into the Beanie Baby Handbook, would you like to know what Les Fox's most recent book was? I would love to know. Now, I don't know if this is the same Les Fox, for sure. All I know is this is the same Les Fox... That Amazon lists as the author for the Beanie Baby Handbook. I believe it so far. So, with that, I I have no reason to believe that this is a different person, and especially after seeing what his most recent book is. Now, I don't know if I should tell you the title or describe the cover to you first. So, I'll, I'll go with the title. It's a political parody. Oh. This is the Donald Trump All-American super mega huge gigantic cookbook tell me more limited edition hilarious recipes inspired by america's 45th president i'm listening featuring kim jong-un's new york chili dog the cover has a picture of a burger in the background with uh, donald trump's uh head superimposed on captain america's body uh in the foreground and the description of this of this book describes it uh, volume one 10 hilarious recipes featuring Bill and Hillary Clinton's anti-aging Arkansas grits and John McCain's Grand Canyon rattlesnake McNuggets I'm laughing already profuse profusely illustrated profusely I don't know what that means all color recipes are based on famous people politicians current events and events related to the 45th president this is a comedy book intended to make everyone laugh republicans and democrats liberals and conservatives i'm cracking up already the one percent and the 99 percent fortunately amazon does does allow us to view a couple pages inside here there's a picture of donald trump's face on a watermarked stock image of the American flag with a cupcake, and it says "Bake America Great Again." I don't, I don't know if you get it, but uh, Donald Trump had a slogan where he said "Make America," and this is a cookbook, so he's they're saying "Bake America Great Again." You know, there's people in their seventies like now, right? <laughs> there's the um, there's the Kim Jong. I'm just, I think there's a reason Rocket this man, man was not published before the Beanie Baby Handbook, and I don't think his old age is is, is enhancing his abilities anymore. Definitely not enhancing his Photoshop abilities. This is the Kim Jong-un Rocket Man New York Chili Dog. I don't know where the joke is, but that's that's what it says. Um, ingredients. Largest hot dog you can find. Largest hot dog bun you can find. Korean red beans. Korean ginseng powder. Ground red hot chili peppers. Korean American cheese. Um, using a large flat launching pad place hot dog bun in center of pan grill or cook hot dog McLean. on barbecue or gigantic frying pan place McLean, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm gonna be honest I'm not exactly uh, I'm not exactly rolling in the aisles here <laughs> what about the the NFL 
beer battered kneecap onion rings. I'm McLean. I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. I'm in the past on. We, we are jump, You're jumping ahead, McLean. We're we're talking about his most popular work. You don't go at an author and you dig he, after a weird, obscure indie project. You look at what what made them famous. The Great in the first Wall of place. Tacos. <laughs> Drop it, McLean. We're here to talk about the Beanie okay. Baby Bulletin. The newsletter that is apparently okay, only you can a, get a, a page. new McLean. You can get a new copy for five bucks. Is all I'm saying. Focus, McLean. Three prime delivery by Friday, October twenty second. Focus. You're losing it on me. We're talking about. I thought Les Fox made a biting political commentator. I've lost McLean. We're talking about the Beanie Baby Bulletin, which is. Sorry, I don't sorry. know why it's like a newsletter, but it's not. But okay, whatever. Um, a bear for the princess. In December 1997, Ty Incorporated began taking orders for what has proven to be the most exciting BB Baby issue to date. A teddy bear named Princess. Dedicated to Princess Diana, all profits will be donated to the princess's favorite charities. We join Ty in honoring the memory of Diana with this song. Oh no. It is here, McLean, that I reveal to you, although I think you already knew it because I sent you a message about it. Um, I just completely dropped everything that was on the desk. Hold on. That was, uh, the phone kind of pulled this, everything this down there. It's gone off the rails in a hurry. Ah! I'm, Jake is Jake is struggling right now, folks. I can't even. I don't think, I don't I don't think I've got McLean on the speaker black. or something. Hold on. Inky blackness. This is a complete and utter <laughs> I'm disaster. I'm just pulling audio here. I'm, I'm bamping. Um. um that's that cranberry vodka I'm under the table, man. I'm back, McClay. Oh. oh, oh, we're back, boys. Westboro's 101 March is on. Completely ruined my reveal of the fact that not only are Wes and Sue Fox, not only are they are they experienced, dedicated authors, McLean, they're a bit of a they're a couple of songsmiths as well. They put out an album. It is entitled. Beanie Baby songs, unofficial Beanie Baby songs. So Sorry, again, unofficial again. Beanie Baby songs. Again, way too personal right now. This should just be about Beanie Babies. But like the Beanie Baby songs was sung by the Beanie Kids, which I've listened to them. It's just them and some synthesizers, uh, and arranged by a Grammy-winning New York music producer. I think that's a lie, but I haven't proven it yet. Wait, wait, do you mean to tell me that that the the music is included in in the book, or is there like a CD or something? No, but the album is online, but the book contains all of the lyrics oh, to okay. all of the songs. But it is out there for the people to hear. America's number one family hobby can now be celebrated with lively music. Written by Les and Sue Fox, okay. these totally original songs include, and there's a list of all the songs. And, uh... You've never heard anything like this before, and this wasn't on the album. This uh, Princess I'm Diana sure song, I haven't. Uh, but the Princess Die song goes, "You're only a child for a moment, uh, and life's just a moment in time. A king or a queen, whatever we've been, we're only a verse in the rhyme. The world must always remember a flower that wilted and falls. She misunderstood evil for good, while wishing the best for us all. Blah blah blah. Dance, dance, dance for the princess. Oh, deep purple bear with a rose on your chest." Dance, dance, dance for the princess, so we will never forget. Um, tomorrow belongs to the children. In the H. I don't know. 
But and that's a sample. That's a sample of their uh, uh, lyric writing abilities. So with that in mind, McLean, I thought it'd be a good time to bring back to bring back a classic segment on this show, Baker Jake. Oh no! Having listened to this album, having perused the lyrics, and having written a bit of uh, having written some fake ones myself, I thought it'd be nice to present you with full a disclosure. S- full disclosure before we get into this, Jake did in fact send me initially send me photographs of the lyrics to the songs contained in the Beanie Baby book handbook thing. Um, I did not look at the image and I, I had initially didn't McLean have time swears. to view the image at the moment when I first received the message. And Jake then approached me. He said he wished he hadn't sent me that so we could do Faker Jake on it. And I assured him I had not seen it. So I went back and deleted the, deleted the image that Jake It sent. is entirely so possible that McLean is cheating. Just so you know. Possible, but not likely. Jake, do you think I would I would lie about Beanie Babies? Yes. I have a set of five lyrics here. Do- oh. I have a set of five lyrics. Some are real, some are fake. We'll tell you how many are one or the other. But. So the, there is just, it's, it's straightforward, just five. Could be real, could be fake. Yes. To begin with. Okay. All right. Number one. <clears throat> I'm another sip of my cranberry vodka. I think that's what that's what you really need to get through reading the Beanie Baby songbook. Well, I went down to the lost and found, and I wiped the tears from my eyes. They gave me a form and a pen and a chair, and she gave me a great big smile. She reached for my hand, but she didn't understand. A Beanie Baby's just like a child. <laughs> okay. Okay. So initially, um, like like with all Faker Jake segments, it's it's really hard to get a reading off of just the first one. So I'm gonna mark that as real for now, but I reserve the right to go back. All right. I want it. I want it. I want a beanie baby. Mommy, please get it. Get me a beanie baby. Want it. Want it. I want it. I want a beanie baby. Now. 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 <laughs> A song, a, a, a bold move, writing a song that is just a child throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of Kmart. Um, now, initially, I thought that maybe the song could be fake, just because it's a little simpler in the lyrics, not quite as poetic as a Beanie Baby. Just like a child. Well. Um, but to be fair, uh, I, I also remembered that the people that wrote these songs also wrote the Beanie Baby handbook, so that doesn't really mean anything. In fact, they probably wrote these simpler lyrics. Um, so I'm. This one's a coin toss. If I'm, if I'm being honest, so I could see this being. I could see them trying to make this the anthem of Beanie Baby Kids, Beanie Baby Babies everywhere. Um, so again, I'm gonna say um, fake for now. Okie doke. But that's a, that's a very again. This is really just. This is this is really just guessing. Life. We'll go on without my beanie friends, but when they're gone, can you ever make amends? For not getting me a Quackers without wings, my young heart sings for a Quackers without wings. Okay, Jake, I really like this one, but I think you overplayed your hand, you know? We talked about Quackers not having wings a couple weeks ago. I just, I, I find it, I find it difficult to believe. I find it difficult to believe McLean, that we Mc- would be talking about quackers 
McClane's not a quacker, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one was fake. Alright. Beanie Beanie Babies. I'll keep buying more. Patty and Pinky and Gobbles. I'll clear out the store. Beanie Beanie Babies, I'm hooked on you. I got the fever, gotta make that beanie score. I thought you were gonna say beanie stew. <laughs> um Okay. Now you said Patty, Pinky, and Gobbles? Yes. All beanie babies that we have specifically talked about in the last last couple episodes, Jake. I just find it hard to believe that there could be this many coincidences with the beanies that we've talked about and the beanies that featured prominently in the Beanie Baby Handbook children's songs. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with fake, but that could all change when we go back go back to the answers again and I uh, change my final one. I never met a Beanie Baby I didn't like. All my other toys can go take a hike. I never met one I didn't like. That's why I'll spend my money on a hundred more. Could you, could you read me that one again? I never met a Beanie Baby I didn't like. All my other toys can go take a hike. I never met a Beanie Baby I didn't like. That's why I'll spend my money on a hundred more. That one didn't rhyme. Yes, it did. Like and hike. Where, where? How does more? Where does more run? Unless you cut <laughs> off. I'm gonna say I wanted to say that that one was real, but then Jake seemed to be personally offended. I have no comment. No comment. <laughs> I'm gonna say that one was real for now. Okay. Let's go over them once more. You called this one. I forget what you called this. No, you called this one fake. I want it, I want it, I want a beanie baby. Mommy, please get it, give me a beanie baby. Want it, I want it, I want a beanie baby. Now, 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 now! You called this fake? Would you like to amend that? Uh, wasn't there one before that? I, oh, I mixed them up, but anyway. Because I think I would like to amend that and say that that one was real, actually. Okay. The next one was, well, 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 I went down to the lost and found, and I wiped the tears from my eyes. They gave me a form and a pan and a chair, and she gave me, I'm making up the tune, I don't actually know what the tune is here on any of these. <laughs> and I wiped the tears from my eyes. You don't have these memorized? They gave me a form and a pen and a chair, and she gave me a great big smile. She reached for my hand, but she didn't understand. A beanie baby's just like a child. Uh, what did I say on that? You one? said that was real. real. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll keep that as real, but I'm not convinced. Alright. Life will go on without my beanie friends, but when they're gone, can you ever make amends? For not getting me a Quackers without wings, my young heart sings for a Quackers without wings. You said that one was fake, would you like to amend that? Expertly written, but Quackers without wings? I don't know, man. I mean, I guess if American Astrology was talking about it, it's not that far of a stretch to believe that the Beanie Baby Handbook was talking about it as well, but man, I just, I don't, if that's fake, I don't want to risk biting on it, so I'm going to say that that one's fake. Alright, and you called this one fake. Beanie Beanie Babies, I'll keep buying more. Patty and Pinky and Gobbles, I'll clear out the store. Beanie Beanie Babies, I'm hooked on you. I got the fever, gotta make that beanie score. I like to imagine this one's a rap. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a, um, kind of like a do the duck. Yes. You know, but do like, like do the quackers. Something like that. Come on, do the quack. As I take a sip from my 
room temperature iron brew. I'm gonna say. What did I say the first you time? You said that was uh, fake. That's right. I made fun of the rhyme. No, you made fun of the rhyme on the last one, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, so, go through it one more time. Beanie Beanie think, Babies uh, occupy more. Patty and Pinky and Gobbles all clear out the store. Beanie Beanie Babies, I'm hooked on you. I got the fever, gotta make that beanie score. Alright, I'm gonna say it's real. Okie doke. Alright, and the last one was, I never met a Beanie Baby I didn't like. All my other toys can go take a hike. Never met a Beanie Baby I didn't like. That's why I'll spend my money on a hundred more. And did I say that one's real? Yes. Alright, I'm gonna switch to fake and call it good. These are terrible, McLean. Two out of five. Oh. First of all, that's a forty percent. First of all, I want it. I want it. I want to be the baby, mommy. Please get it. Give me a baby, baby. Now, now, now. You said that was real. You were correct. That was that was very real. That was a very real song. That was called "Beanie oh. Babies Are Here to Stay." Where did I put my copy? I'm really glad. I, I'm really glad I got that one. And honestly, what a what a prophetic title too. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's really held up. Uh, let's see, years. mommy. Please give me a beanie baby. I want it now, now, now. I used to play with Barbie dolls. I used to collect Cabbage Patch Kids. I used to like those ugly trolls, but I threw them all away. There's a brand new toy for today. Beanies, they've got a place in my heart. Beanies, they'll never tear us apart. Show me the beanie <laughs> babies. I love the beanie babies. Show me the beanie babies. And don't ever take them away. I take it all back, man. That song, that song's a banger, man. <laughs> The lyrics hit. Yeah. Alright, the second one. I went down to the lost and found and wiped the tears from my eyes. Blah blah blah. Beanie Baby's just like a child. You called that real. That is correct. That is a very real song. Uh, really glad I got those first two. I just lost my best friend. When she looked at the name, she said, No one's to blame. All good things must come to an end. I handed back uh, things to only wish. It's been three days since Patty the Platypus has been a missing person. I tried and I tried to tell her how much Patty means to me. I could never replace that cute purple face, and I don't even want to try. Hold on. This is, Hold it's on. a very sad. This is a visual bit. Oh, it's a visual. This is a visual bit, but okay. Well, McLean's left the camera screen. Resonate well with our listeners, but. He's got a pin in his mouth and he's trying to light it with a lighter. I'm not sure how well that's going to go over. <laughs> Been three days since Patty was a missing person. Three days in the city. I went to the lost and found in the principal's office. Said they hadn't heard of this Patty I begin to suspect perhaps the principal himself was in Maybe he was running an illegal beanie smuggling racket, taking them from kids, only to flip them on the markets. And now a word from our sponsor, Cigarette Brand Cigarettes. Worth millions. Have you enjoyed cigarettes before? Try our new cigarette. Yeah, these things are so rich and smooth. Gosh, these are addictive. I wonder if they know about that. I wonder if they know about that. You get some of these from my pregnant wife. Uh, right. All right. So those were the only two you got correct. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I got those right. The next one. You called this fake. Life will go on without my beanie friends. Quack is without wings. That is a real song. It is called Spot Without a Spot. 
Quackers without wings. Yeah, that's ah. all. That's all this individual wants out of life. Uh, let's see, where's that one in the book? I got in my head. I got in my head too much about that one. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Like, Can you ever make amends for not giving me a Quackers without wings? Uh, for not giving me a Quackers without wings, my young heart sings for a bright yellow Quackers without wings. If you buy those toys, I, I will always love you. If you buy these toys, with lyrics like that. If you buy those toys, I always will love you. That's the last line of the song. It's a very ma- truly touching. <laughs> very touching. I'm glad, I'm glad Les and Sue Fox are, are teaching our kids yes. the, the value of material possessions. Right. Now, you call this real. Beanie Beanie Babies all keep buying more. Patty Pinky Gobbles all clear at the store. Beanie Babies hooked on you. Got the fever. Got to make that Beanie score. You call it real. I wrote that. I thought it was very nice. I thought I actually did a better rhyming job than a lot of these songs. I I am better than Less Than Soup Fox at writing Beanie Baby songs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just damn. I called that little ditty. Did you score. record whether or not I changed my mind on that one? Yes. You you uh, you changed your mind. You you said it was fake at first, and then you changed your mind. Yeah. Last one, you okay, said... I'll take that as a moral victory. The last one you said was fake. It was, in fact, real. I never met a Beanie Baby I didn't like. All my other toys can go take a hike. Uh, that's why I'll spend my money on a hundred more. Uh, let's see here. Beanie Babies go with me wherever I go. To school, to the supermarket, out to a show. To restaurants, my aunts. I love them so. That's why I give them lots of hugs. So yeah, very weird rhyming oh. scheme that Les and Sue Fox are incorporating here. So I was at least right about that when I noted that the rhyme was trash. You were right that the rhyme is trash, but you were wrong in the fact that you thought... Point is, you are you have a terrible Faker J track record, McLean. You were just failing on all counts. Yeah. And that, this really hurts. It really does. <sighs> uh, when it comes to the Beanie Baby handbook, I, most of it is listings... Am, am I not a real Beanie Baby fan? You might not be. Most of it is just no, listings of each Beanie be Baby and, uh, like what they're worth now and what they will be worth in 2008 like definitely they will definitely be worth as much in 2008 $3,000 $400 $700 that worked out well anyway 100% um there's not much other interesting things as about the housing this market crashes so do, does the beanie baby market but there is an article here in the front beanie babies the never ending story there's too many articles in the front of this. Oh, book. there is. I'm, I swear, man. Exciting changes have dramatically expanded the size of the Beanie Baby collection. <laughs> a, com- a complete exciting changes. A complete set of beanies now includes 181 different styles. This body count covers all discontinued colors and styles, plus the McDonald's teeny body beanies. Count. And we still have all of them. Well, to be honest, we actually did not have all the Beanie Babies last year. For example, we only own four of the 12 Old Face and New Face teddies. This year, our complete set of 12 is pictured as six pairs of the six matching colors. Nor did we own Derby the Horse in his fine yarn mane and tail. These missing toys were acquired from our favorite retired Beanie dealer, Maggie's Toy Box of the Plains, Illinois. Kathy Anderson has helped us keep up with the Joneses. It's said that the value of a perfect collection of Beanie Babies is now more than $40,000. This is probably true. However, the true thrill of collecting Beanie Babies has little to do with Peanut the Dark Blue Elephant, 2500 Crackers Without Wings, 1500 or even Spot Without a Spot. While the longevity of this hobby may be affected by the rare retired beanies, the beauty of Beanie Baby collecting is there are always great toys available at only $5. <laughs> oh... Oh, the absurdity of it all. 
the demand for every new Jake Beanie and Baby. I have spent hours upon hours discussing Beanie Babies with one another. Oh. Tens of thousands of collectors oh, are convinced irony. that some of the toys will be retired before they can buy them at a reasonable price. Thus, we see overreaction driving up the prices of new Beanie Babies. Hopefully, it will only be a matter of time before you obtain your Gobbles the Turkey or your Batty the Bat without having to lay out 25 bucks apiece. On the other hand, millions of kids never got their $5 Garcia and are still in search of their $5 piece the Bear. All of, yes, your kids are doing this right. <laughs> wink wink. All of this mystery gives us an added adrenaline rush to the insatiable quest for Beanie Babies. <laughs> All of us oh, will sit the back. That is the sentence in the history. That is the saddest sentence in the history of the written word. <laughs> A two-tier Beanie Baby collector's market has developed in response to the lack of availability of specific beanies. For most of America, Beanie Babies are something to buy at a neighborhood toy, gift, or flower shop. Here's how it works. Every time you're shopping near a Beanie Baby store, you check out the front door and window. All too often, you will see the sign, Sorry, no Beanie Babies. Occasionally, you will see the words you've been waiting to see. We have Beanie Babies. Alright, the next step is easy. We have the beans. <laughs> the next step is easy. You rush into the store, shove everyone out of your way, and grab everything in sight. <laughs> Just kidding. This kind of behavior is one of the sad aspects of Just, the hobby. Uh, the correct response is to politely uh, wait your turn in line and make your selections. Um, guys, I, I don't condone this behavior. Too late, Les. I stopped reading after the first sentence. I'm already gone. <laughs> I'm already in this. This is the same. This is like when the, we were watching the Y2K videos. And they were don't like, panic. No, don't panic, but, but But you should don't probably panic, panic Everything's by. Everything's going to be fine. But also, this is the end of the world, and go burn down the courthouse. <laughs> and, and over food. But do it slower than you would if you were panicking, so that way yeah. you can't technically call it hoarding, it's just stockpiling. Definitely, definitely um, hoard food, <laughs> but uh, lie about it when people ask. I love changing definitions. You're not hoarding, you're stockpiling. Yes, I do work for the... Mormon church, why do you ask? You know the Mormons are notorious for uh, Beanie Babies? For stockpiling oh. food like that? No, I didn't know that. I'm assuming Mormons probably were big into Beanie Babies too. You think they got through the uh, COVID shortages fine then? I'd say so. They also m almost got in trouble a while back for money laundering, uh -oh. but then no one cared, um, so it was fine. It hasn't happened yet, but don't be surprised to see someone offering a college course on the social impact of Beanie Babies. Why not? After all, beanies are found in the majority of American households. Many mothers even organize social events around Beanie Babies. Behavior rewards, birthday gifts, planned outings. I don't think giving a kid a Beanie Baby for their birthday means I was organizing the birthday around Beanie Babies, but okay. <laughs> There happen to be Beanie Babies nearby. Let's let's not get it twisted. Beanies have begun to replace Tupperware as the topic of conversation amongst mothers. Note, Tupperware is the perfect vacuum in which to store beanies. Conclusion, Beanie Babies may become oh a gosh. permanent fixture in the American social landscape and a worldwide obsession among kids and grown-ups. I mean, I hope it does, otherwise I'll look silly. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to... Yeah, it's probably going to be... This is, this is going to age really well in 20 years, I think. Heck, five years, actually. 
On May 26, 1997, People Magazine ran a full-page story on its trims page announcing Bye Bye Beanie Babies. The latest toy craze is a virtual pet from Japan. Blah blah blah. Tamagotchi Vice President was quoted the same. We've shipped more pieces than Beanie Babies. Yeah, right. We'd like to see the bills of lading. In our experience as full-time serious collectors for 30 years, we've seen fads come and go. After the first five years, Beanie Babies began in 93. It's really unfair to call this a fad. Therefore, like our song says, Beanie Babies are here to stay. This is, yeah. This is exactly... This isn't a fad, Jay. This is exactly what the Funko Pop people are saying when they say, Oh, this is just like Beanie Babies. No, no, no. Beanie Babies was a fad. This is not a fad because it's been around longer and this is here to stay. We're not like Beanie Babies. What was the thing that Beanie Babies weren't like, do you think? Uh, I don't... Uh, pet Rocks. I don't know. Pet Rocks. I don't know if there was a lot of Pet Rocks. Um. It was a bit of... It was, it was, it was sort of a jokey fad. Anyway, uh, let's yeah. see here. Oh, here's another article. You people. Les, Les is an author. He's a wordsmith, McLean. <laughs> He's just got to get the words on the page. Uh, it just uh, details about Beanie Baby production runs. Uh, the Great McDonald's yeah. Opportunity. The 10 different McDonald's teeny beanies hit the fast food restaurants like a ton of cheese last year. Although this promotion was finished by May, we received a valuable collector's tip. We advised our readers that we had stashed away 200 McDonald's plastic garbage can banks in 1976 at 15 cents apiece. Huh? The, huh? So, McDonald's uh, were giving out these little plastic garbage can banks, like little like piggy bank things. And they stashed away 200 of them in 1976 because these people are insane. And uh, they believe every new thing that comes out is going to be the key to wealth in the future, so we will hoard it. <laughs> we proposed our own theory of scarcity that at least 90% of almost everything will disappear within 10 years. Therefore, almost everything is worth buying as a future collectible. If you had followed this advice, almost everything, you could have done what we did and bought 500 teeny beanies at $2 each, but frequenting about 10 different McDonald's you on a idiots. weekly basis. You idiots. <laughs> if you had just listened to us, you too could have spent $1,000 on beanie babies. $2,000. But now look at you. You come to me on the day of my daughter's <laughs> wedding and you grovel. For just a crumb, just one crumb of beanie. And I say nay, you had your chance. You did not heed my warnings. Wonder, uh, wonder what kind of cash flow Lesson Sue had. You couldn't these days. live with your failure, and where does it bring <laughs> you? Back to me, Les Fox, beanie baby entrepreneur. For and information. You're reading that, I got a. I went down a weird rabbit hole, and now I'm reading about gay Mormons on the internet. <laughs> oh. That seems like the one church that's going to be the slowest to uh, adopt that. Yeah, it's gonna, it took, them, it it took them a while to come around to they the idea of black people, so this might be a bit of an uphill climb. <laughs> God says black people can't get to heaven. Hey, Mormon church? If you don't integrate, we're going to take away all of your money. God, guys, new revelation. God changed his mind just in time. 
You know how God always changes his mind. Oh yeah. Let's see here. The ten Man, we should do a, we should do an episode on Mormons. <laughs> oh, that'll be the last episode of the Westboros. Uh, <laughs> a very well dressed, polite assassin comes to our door. All right. Um, I don't think there's really anything else interesting in the Beanie Baby Handbook. It's just the listings of the Beanie Babies. I I disagree. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah. Um, Au contraire. Au contraire, my friend. Uh, does it mention? Does it mention Pinky's uh, <laughs> drinking Pinky's problem? Back. No, that's that's exclusively American astrology uh, material. You gotta subscribe to their Patreon for that. So so not quite not quite official Beanie Baby Handbook canon. No, no, no I don't think so. Um, sad, sad. Lesson Sue Fox, though, they, uh... It's, it's oh, a sad tale. You, guess what? Sad tale of failed writers. You can, in fact, buy your own copy of Return to Cinder, The Secret Son of Elvis Presley, on Amazon. <laughs> of I didn't notice whoa, 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 whoa. no image available. <laughs> yeah, I just... I didn't think of that. All, all the books they failed to get published back then, they can just directly upload them to self-publishing now. It's a brand new world for Les Fox. His vision can get out to the world. I don't... I don't get... I don't get the attraction. What? What's the draw of this book? Because Elvis had a kid. It's not like he's Jesus or something <laughs> and having a kid would be notable. <laughs> Elvis probably did have several illegitimate children. What's the I'm deal? I'm shocked. Return to Cinder. I don't even get that. I think it's time to sign off with West Bruce. We've learned a lot today. No, hold on. What? What? Hold what? on. What? I disagree. Would you like to hear the two reviews for Return to Cinder? Let me, let me take another swig of vodka. Alright. Alright, hit me. First one, share. Not not the share you're thinking oh, of. Oh, okay. This one's spelled with an S. Alright. <laughs> This is from October 11th, 2010. Cher keeps it nice and short. Uh, Return to Sender, can you guess how many stars she gave it? Three stars. Five stars. No! <laughs> Verified purchase. I was very impressed with the quality of the book I purchased. Also, the speed with which I received the item <laughs> will definitely encourage me to shop a Amazon in the future. So, Signed, Cher. nothing about the actual book, just... The printing? Very She's good. Saying, Paper quality? Saying, no wonder Jeff Bezos is a billionaire, man. U.S. Postal Service did a great is, job of giving this to me. Good on them. I mean, this was, in, this was in 2010, so, like, I guess Amazon wasn't quite as established back then. So the fact that she was willing to take a chance on him and it paid off dividends. Not a single worried about the Elvis book. Again, I am a little concerned that she didn't mention what, what the book was like. Um, but the good news is, this next reviewer goes into a lot of detail. Actually, this was the first review. This was on March 17th, 2010. And it was published by Susanna St. Clair Foxy Loxy. I'm listening. Can you guess how many stars she, Susanna St. Clair Foxy Loxy gave the book? Two stars. Three stars? Oh. You, were right, uh, you were right the first time. Susanna says... Three stars, Elvis Revisited. From March 17th, 2010, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, an auspicious occasion to be reviewing uh, Elvis's Return to Cinder. I had read this book... <laughs> I had read this book many years ago. And for some reason, it would pop up in my mind every now and then. <laughs> First off, I don't believe this, that she had read it before. 
But maybe she she had gotten the advanced copy from maybe it's Sue Fox. 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 Yeah, yeah. She is Susanna St. Clair Foxy Loxy, so that might be a bit of a red flag. Sue. She says, "I Fox? wanted to read it again." Oh, no way, no way. Uh-huh. No, sorry, sorry. I wanted to read it again, but I couldn't remember enough about it to find it again until I really searched Amazon's books and found it. So this was no accident. This was not. A, this was not a recommended list. She really went after this. It stretches the imagination much too far, but in a fun sort of way. I did enjoy reading it again. Sort of desert novel. That's a book you don't take seriously and can get a quick, fun read out of. I would like to see one written dealing with Elvis's twin brother had he lived. That would be interesting, no doubt. <laughs> the plot is that Elvis wanted a son, but he wanted him to grow up in a normal environment. So he has a lawyer help him find a plastic surgeon who has been experimenting with cloning in his hidden lab. Okay. Normal this so This man creates an Elvis cloned son. Look, can you just write the an original most... book for a change, guys? Come on. <laughs> Not another one of these. So the story is mostly about this boy trying to find out who has left him a lot of money. It's a mystery, love story, and science fiction rolled into one. So you're telling me that the book titled Return to Cinder, the story of Elvis's illegitimate son, is about a boy trying to find out who left him a bunch of money? I'm just saying maybe you kinda you kinda revealed too much in in the title there. <laughs> maybe. Maybe a little too much. On that note, we will in Westboros here. I must insist upon it. And so that, that that's that's where we're gonna this is I'm getting under the table real fast. I I am not convinced that Susanna St. Clair, Foxy Loxy, is not Sue Fox. Sue Fox. Yeah. She's left seven hundred and forty-two Amazon reviews. <laughs> oh, last last review twenty twenty one, so she's a man, she's been at this a while.